You should tell the Pioneer Press, I will write my column between the hours of. I'll give you a window. Well, no, in fact, that reminds me, I have to, I have to tell them uh, no. when it's coming in. I still find that odd that they need your Sunday column on Thursday afternoon. Don't uh, don't even try to think about it. Why? It's too confusing. No. Would you like some toast? Yeah. Are we flying? Are they flying? People? Yeah. It is. When does when does spring breaks start in Minnesota? Well, the it's basically when the schools start taking their vacations. Thanks. No, I mean for the airport, they they mark down like when they have like when Minneapolis goes on break, when Anoka goes on break, when St. Paul. Um, but basically, it's, it's, is, it's it's on right now. Ours Everybody's, is really late. What am I smelling? Chips. I don't know. Don't don't have chips in. I don't have I, chips. I just ate some. Well, then don't have them in here. Okay. I don't like chips. What are you, you Vladimir like? Putin? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Yet chips. I said no, no chip. Yet. No. You like chips. So Buya show. It will be okay. Chips was a great See? show in the. So what 70s. are you doing now? Having a snack. <laughs> chips. <laughs> Frank Poncherello and John Baker. Yes. With two Captain, fine officers. Was it Captain Doby? No, he was Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> Captain Doby. Do an like... overweight African American police chief. <laughs> What's up, Doby? And who was the who was the skinny slick dude on Huggy Bear? Huggy Bear. Oh yeah. That remake was so beyond awful. With uh, what's his name, Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson, and I like both of those guys. But I don't think I ever saw. Oh it. God, it was bad. Well, As Joe would say, it was such a cliche. What was that? The remake of Starsky and Hutch. I, I wouldn't have known it was a remake because I didn't see the first one. What? Huggy Bear? Never seen. You it. saw that <laughs> series. I've never seen an episode of Starsky and Hutch. That's that entire it. era, I don't know. I didn't see anything. Well, that's when you were smoking pot. I picked it up about 1980 in television. Oh, Is that wait. the 70s? Crap. Hey, do you want to feel really good about your life right now? Yes. No. <laughs> I was texted. My wife texted me this morning. Somebody had sent this to her. Hey there. Bad news. Went to the ER Tuesday night with incredible back pain while taking a breath. They did a CT scan and found that I had a large tumor in my right lung that actually uh, surrounds my aorta and coronary artery, and they also found it in two lymph nodes. So my world turned upside down in seven short hours. What's coming up on the ride? Yeah, I'm telling you, huh? What What is this, a family friend? Yeah, it's just somebody I went to school with, a gal. Well, that's a bummer, Rook. She's yeah, telling is. everybody? Well, she's, yeah, I guess. Nick called her then. but What'd she call her? Her name. Fratelloni's hard work. Nope. Um, and I will tell you right now, I have your next restaurant that you're going to. Okay. Kitchen and Rail Where's that? in Egan. It's, That's going to fucking Egan. No, we're on the council. I'm telling you right now, this is, <laughs> it was so damn good. Your photo did look pretty How good. How good was is it? Is it in a strip mall? 
you have to get over that. No, you I have don't to get have over to. It doesn't have to be on Grand and Lexington for crying out loud. Kitchen and rail. Kitchen and rail. <laughs> and you still didn't go to MK yet. You're going to love that place. Where's Kitchen and Rail? Kitchen and Rail is on Yankee Doodle Road and just off of Lexington. So, so you know you know where that converted um, it's east five of the story building is that they converted into, uh, it was office space, and now oh. it's, you know where Lunds is in Egan. Yankee Doodle Road and 35E. Yeah. Did you just say you're not driving all the way to Egan? No, he doesn't think Egan is capable <laughs> Egan of Egan would having... not have a good restaurant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know him. I know. I knew he would not. You are so up. And then he says, is it in the strip mall? That's like the red uh, family. Is it in the mall where Lunds is? No, it's down on the other side of the street. No, he sees strip mall. He sees strip mall in a restaurant and he sees the self-serve, you know, pop dispenser. Like it's a Burger King. Or a Chinese Chinese buffet. Ribeye City. (laughs) Ribeye City. What's the uh, ambiance like? Is it brightly That's lit? What you take no. to the hospital. It's dim. It's old school. Um, great bar kitchens right there. Big wooden tables that have been polished. Um, oh, thank God for that. Mick had the moo and cluck. It's a. It's two <laughs> sliders. Two sliders. It's a spicy chicken slider, and then the other one is a filet mignon sandwich. Let me ask you something. Yep. Uh, I get off the freeway and I take a left on the little road, and then I take another left as, you go a, as second, like I'm going to Lunds. You go to the second stoplight. Lunds is the first stoplight. You keep going to the second stoplight. And then take a left. Yes. I will guarantee you. And they have what any beer do they have on tap? Wait a minute. I think I've been there. It was just voted restaurant of the year. Is it? Uh, is the entrance west facing in the strip mall? Yes. Yeah, I think I've been there. For real? Yeah. What'd you have? I don't the, remember what I you, had. Did you have the moo and the cluck? Yeah. I didn't have the moo and the cluck. I had some sliders. They were fabulous. But the fries, three dipping sauces. Jesus Christ. Got, I know. That's what I said. <laughs> I don't know how much more of this I can take. I think you can take more. I have a restaurant story today for you, Rook. So Okay, good. Rattaloni, Chardonnay, Pappies, or what is this for you? What's your place called up there? Up here, Pappies. That's in a strip mall, a really old strip mall. Well, I think everything is in a Noka, right? Well, I'm in Andover. Andover, I'm sorry. (laughs) We have no downtown, though, so that's considered downtown. Isn't it a concept? One little strip mall is considered downtown, basically. Really? Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, there's no... All right. Let's have some fun. <laughs> hey, thanks, okay. Chris. So if you guys see me leave, you know what happened, right? Rook, I need zero res, and I need... No. John had to go poop. Zero res <laughs> and welter. You bastard. Ken, you'll, you'll say that in the air, won't you? 100%. Kenny, I need schoonover, and I need maple grove lock and safe. Nod your head if you can hear me. Okay. <laughs> Joe, are you ready? I am rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1251, Feb 22, 2024. 59 degrees on this day in 2017, and 22 below on this day in 1873. Hail the flashlight king. Yeah.
And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushi. Let's see if I can find it here. I meant to look this up prior to the start of the show. It was written on my notes, and then I put my notes in the wrong spot. Maybe you guys can help me. It's the story of a a bearded male calling himself a female playing in a high school basketball game. (laughs) Yeah, I saw (laughs) And he literally, no, I'm sorry, Kenny. He demolished uh, one of the opponents. Uh, Injured three different players from the other team. And it just got me thinking, uh, and I'm not finding it right now. Maybe you guys can find it. I'll have it in just a second. And it got me thinking, uh, yeah, there's a reckoning coming, people. We can't live like this. You can't live pretending this six-foot bearded freak is a a female. Our gal Riley Gaines was all over this story over the weekend. It's just, and the the girls on the other team were getting hurt, physically slammed. The trans-identified male player for Kip Academy in Massachusetts injured three girls before halftime, causing Lowell Collegiate Charter School to forfeit. That's right. They They had to end the game because they were trying to preserve their team for the upcoming playoffs. Here's the best part of her tweet that I saw. This is uh, on February 19th. A man hitting a woman used to be called domestic abuse. Now it's called brave. Right. Who watches this and actually think it's compassionate, kind, and inclusive? It's Perfectly it's, stated. It's, Where were the parents? How come they didn't rush out and beat the shit out of this dumbass? You're right. I would have. I would have. Give me a break. A big reckoning is coming. You can't have a you can't live life like this, pretending this freak is a girl, letting him play on the girls' team, and in the meantime, he's he's physically destroying the other team. Kenny, most of yeah. the comments echoed exactly what you just said, a including bunch of BS. Including one that said every dad that watched their daughters play against this dude is what? a coward. What happened to the feminists of the world, the the women yes. that fought for women's rights, the men that fought for women's rights? Why are we sitting by and letting this happen? Well, what, I, I, did we just give up on women? I can tell you. You know what it is? People are fearful of the backlash. Who cares well, what the backlash them. is? I, I, Screw I, the backlash. I agree with you. Couldn't I care agree less. With all of you, but that's that's exactly why people were probably afraid to speak up. A great reckoning is coming, and this is one of the million reasons that there's a reckoning coming. How can you you can't send your daughter off to high school and she's going to play on the girls' basketball team and fear for her life if she plays some six foot tall bearded right. freak from the other school. I'd be in jail. I I would be in jail because I would have gone out there and taken care of this. It's it's an outrage. It's it's evil. It's it's sick. It's a part of the great reckoning. This is outrage. Now, Rook, yesterday. Uh, you said something we should have looked up on the spot. We didn't. That's just as much my fault as anyone's. But you were wondering offhandedly, what do school board members make in Minneapolis? What's their salary? Right. And it was based on uh, the context was we were talking about the avowed Marxist. Uh, what's your name? Callahan? Greta yes. Callahan, 
who uh, wants to run for a school board seat. She's the president of the Minneapolis Teachers Federation and a kindergarten teacher. And among her quotes when she was leading a strike march last year was, we are out to get capitalism or words to that effect. And my paraphrasing is very much on the mark. So uh, she's she's admitted that she's uh, wishes to undo capitalism. And uh, we were wondering where she wants to run for a school board seat. So I looked it up. It's quite amazing. Hmm. Uh, as of Feb 13, 2024, okay. that's just a week ago. Could have gone up by now. <laughs> as of Feb 13 last week, the average annual pay for a school board uh, member in Minneapolis is what? Does anyone have a, a venture, a guess? It's got to be 185 at least. I did oh, look it up, so I know. It's $98,105 oh, a year. Wow. Half that. Yeah. That's $47.17 an hour. That's $1,886 a week or $8,175 a month. Time out, though. It's not. The hourly, hourly rate would be way higher because they are not working 40 hours a week. Well, that's true. Uh yeah, so that, that's so, right. So now you start putting two and two together. Why would Callahan, who presumably gets paid as the union leader and gets paid as a kindergarten teacher, I think the anti-capitalist wants this gig to make more money while she's an anti-capitalist. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, she how she can you argue with that. She would be taking a big bump over being a kindergarten teacher. I don't think kindergarten teachers yet. They will shortly. Right. But I don't think they yet make ninety-eight grand a year in Minneapolis. But here's the other problem with that: this quaint notion that a school board position is part-time is is silly. Mm -hmm. This is what they do for a living, right. and it attracts activists. So, so activists can fund their activist lifestyle by getting these public gigs, which are paying full-time salaries annually including the legislature, when you throw in the per diems and all the other BS they get. No wonder none of them work. This is what they do. Right. And here's this avowed uh, anti-capitalist who wants, uh, she wants to represent District 6 on the mini, and I she'll probably get elected. And uh, so she'll jump from whatever she's making now, she'll jump up to damn near 100 grand a year, not counting the benefits. Wow. And the summer's off and the whole deal, you know. It's a good gig for an anti-capitalist. It really is. That wants a raise. <laughs> it would be interesting to look into the benefits. Uh, the health care, is that paid for? Is that a shared cost, uh, retirement, and, wow. and et cetera? Well, Kenny, uh, because I, I think I can help you. Health care is, uh, yeah. is very expensive. In, out. in the act of looking up, well, what the hell do school board? And it's got to be close or the same in St. Paul, right? I'm so sure. Chantil Allen, this fake race baiter, is making a hell of a living being a full-time school board member, has absolutely no idea how to educate a child. None. I, I don't. Public schools in the Twin Cities are done. They're gone. Uh, I know there are a few GL teachers out there. I I uh, I, I hate to include you in that mix. But you're you're walking uphill. You're Sisyphus. You're you're walking uphill every day, and you're being defeated by layers and layers and layers of DEI administration. It's just it's over. So in the in the act of looking up the school board uh, salaries, I, I came across the uh, the coronation of the newest 
super. Uh, the uh, Lisa Sales Adams, a uh, niece, I think, of Sharon Sales Belton. Yes. Right. And who we were fond of. Yes. It shows you how rapidly things change. <laughs> you know, Sharon kidding. Sales was a, she was fun. Oh, okay. She's currently the super of Eastern Carver County Schools, hmm. and she'll start, she has started her Minneapolis job. She started at Feb 5. And she got paid 107 grand to serve in the role uh, as Minneapolis super until the end of June. And then on July 1st, her three year contract will begin at 266 grand a year. And then she'll receive a $600 monthly allowance for using her personal vehicle. And her salary for the for year three is set at 276. And uh, I'm not begrudging her the money. That's, I guess that's, if you're in the super club, that's why it's a great club. You, you make a lot of dough and you get your car paid for. And, and, uh, and I can only conclude safely, Kenny, that the benefits package is equally as handsome. Yeah, that makes a different benefit, a difference benefits. Yep. I can only conclude it's, as it's a big deal. Handsome. <clears throat> and uh, so now it's, uh, it's Lisa. Uh, it's Lisa Sales. Uh, let me go back to her name. It's Lisa Sales Adams' turn in the super chair, and then she said all of the boilerplate things you're supposed to say mm -hmm. about bringing the community together and creating this uh, wonderful situation. No, it's over because you people have become part of an industry that's failed. Uh, it's misled. It's gone down the wrong road and you continue to double down on it rather than start over. And uh, I wish I could just have great faith in Lisa Sales Adams doing that, but I, I have no evidence that she would. Uh, it's just part of the, uh, it's part of the industry they're in. It's an industry that's, that's wrecked education with their belief that they're improving it by improving the social construct of the way life is lived in America. And what they're really doing is just, they're not educating, they're indoctrinating. Mm -hmm. And it's a shame. And it's the same with the school board. That's not a part-time job. Uh, all of these activists who end up uh, with taxpayers paying them, they have turned these into full-time jobs. It's not what they were meant to be. I've never understood on the part of supers that great monthly allowance for vehicles. I've never. She gets just, $600 a month for using her personal vehicle. That's, that's a, that's the super club creating these incredibly great perks. Well, I got to yeah. travel, Joe. I got to drive to this school. Well, and she that might school. live three miles from school or wherever she lives. No, you, I have you, no idea. You know, that has nothing to do with anything. It's no. just another great perk. It's just a great perk. Yeah. It's like having your own restroom. You know, on the next super that comes in, uh, that, that car allowance probably be 800 a month. Right. They got to update it. And, uh, for 800 a month, hell, you can go buy a new car yeah. for less than 800 a month hell yeah. and have your have your uh, monthly allowance pay for your new car. You got to wonder if these benefits weren't as dandy as they are, if they would attract lesser qualified candidates. What do you, you mean? You know what I mean? 
I don't count. I don't count uh, with no offense to her. I'm talking about her industry. I don't hold out any hope that Lisa Sales Adams is qualified. None. I don't count any. Look at the look at this clown in St. Paul who just got Super of the Year award. Gofford. Yeah. What a joke. What has he accomplished? Right. Nothing. I've noticed no Nothing. change from when he started to this day in St. Paul. These people are isolated. You don't see them. They're not a member of the public. They travel in their own circles. They're followed around by factotums with their iPads, and they pretend that they're doing great work. They don't do anything. Mm. Nothing. 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 And they get paid handsomely to fail. Kind of sounds like jealousy. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. In your not long and storied career in negotiating your contract, did you ever look for the old personalized bathroom? I don't care about that. Oh, okay. I don't care about that. I I would do that. Yeah, me too. That that would be a big well, deal. I'd move in. But, but just think <laughs> if you offered some of these benefits to a brand new teacher, new kindergarten teacher, who's just flat broke. Yeah. Spent all of their savings and then some on school. Right. Finally, in the teaching world, they're going to make what thirty thousand, forty-five thousand a year tops. Can you imagine one of those teachers having a car allowance? Oh, I can't. They would love it, wouldn't they? Well, that's the whole joke behind the campaign promises of fully funding education. It's never fully funded because they keep raising the bar. Exactly. They keep changing the goalposts or whatever that saying is. It's Moving. just a, you know. I don't like to talk about education because I'm comfortable with the fact that we've written it off. There's really, what's, what's the pushback? Uh, the pushback, I guess, is for parents to figure out a way to afford to take their kids out of these schools and put them in a place where they might actually have a class that has something to do with uh, math, English, literature, history. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. These are, these are places now where you go... They're like gulags. You go and you get proselytized. And uh, if you, I, and yes, there are students who come out of there with great educations because apparently there are advanced placement classes and places where you can where you can apparently hide from the the mayhem and and take an actual meaningful course. Well, actually, that's that's what the smart kids are doing. In high school right now, they're all taking the college courses, so those kids are going to be successful. It's the other drones that are just going to be left behind. It's saving them money from secondary education because those classes count towards your secondary education. And on his own, to conclude today's education segment, uh, Biden has just relieved $1.2 billion of student loans. Such a joke. I didn't know that he could do this by himself, but... We live in a, a different time. With today's announcement, we are once again sending a clear message to borrowers who had low balances. If you've been paying for a decade, you've done your part, and you deserve relief, Education Secretary Miguel <laughs> Cardona said in a statement that was tantamount to appealing for your vote. I added that part. And Jordy <laughs> says, hey, taxpayers, I've been paying on my mortgage for a couple of decades now. I've done my part. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready to do yours and cover the rest for me? That's exactly what that's I was a, that's thinking. That's what this is. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But if you look at the... But you're changing the very structure of Western civilization. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't think the number is all that big if you look at the number of people that would qualify for this type of forgiveness. Well, it's $1.2 billion worth of people. No, but the number of people itself, it doesn't cover that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're saying. What are the qualifications, it was, Chris? Johnny, did you see? It was I, I read it this morning. 153,000 people. Yeah. So they'll be canceling debt for borrowers who are enrolled in the save plan, have been in repayment for at least 10 years, and took out $12,000 or less in loans for college. In how many years? 10. 10. And in 10 years, they haven't paid back 12 grand. And that's my, what are I was kidding. That's me? what I was going to say is if, if you're in that group, well, you're a moron. If, if well, you, you're not, though, because at the age of four, you would know which gender you should be. That's true. Yeah. So you ought to be able to figure out a loan when you're 19. But yeah, I think you guys are missing the larger point that <laughs> there are people who went to college. And they took out a $12,000 loan. Ten years later, they can't pay it off with their college education, their diploma in their pocket. What does that say about their choices in life, the career that they chose, and everything else? My kid went to, he went to like a tech school. He had that thing paid off. I had two years out, out of school. It was paid off. And he was working and he was making more than a college graduate was making. If you borrowed 12 grand 10 years ago, there's no excuse for it not being paid back. Well, you can find that in, your, in the couch. That's 120 <laughs> months, and that would be $100 a month. 100 bucks a month well, would have paid that yeah. off. My point is maybe they're working in their chosen field that they went to school for, but that chosen field pays so low that they really don't have the money when they could have made some different choices. You know, it's the old, what are you going to do? Open up a philosophy shop. It's that old line. You well, know, it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't care what they're pay, being paid. That's their problem. It doesn't obligate the taxpayers to step in and pay for them. Yeah. You're, you're, and, you know, I'm would, not being clear. You know, I'm who sorry. would have approved any of this North American banking company. That's for sure. I'm not going to do the yet. Oh, you <laughs> right now, perfect time. <laughs> you might as well. Yeah. That's what we call predatory lending. Well, the old anti-capitalist needs more money to be an anti-capitalist. And you can get that money being a full-time school board member, which must be a hell of a gig. You know, this Jen McEwen, uh, she's the Duluth state senator involved in, uh, oh, the paint legislation, proposed mm -hmm. paint legislation and what have you. And she's, she's involved in a new one now. She's worried that lead in bullets would uh, or shotgun shells would be injurious to health. Apparently, that's not a big deal. Many, many trap shooting teams have already gone to steal BBs. Is that right, Kenny? Well, I don't know about trap shooting um, well, teams. Well, this trap for trap shooting. <clears throat> well, I, I don't see why. Tra Somebody who trap shoot for a living, you're going to have to tell me why this is upsetting to you because all my buddies, we all practice with steel, but we're not in a league or anything. Well, well you know, um, the uh, game, Ducks, uh, Waterfall, we made the switch. It's got to be 30 years now, 30 years ago, that yeah. we switched to steel. She... Uh... I only bring this up because she is a member of the Democratic Socialists of America. And uh, she's telegraphing to us that there's there's not any corner of life that she isn't willing to stick her nose into. 
And uh, now it's trap shooting, paint, and God knows what else. Well, I question her motives. I mean, is she doing this because she really, truly cares about? She probably, know. she's probably a, a very solid, uh, it would be a very solid guest to bet she's just anti-gun. And she's Thank you. racking yeah. her brain to yeah. come up with ways to be anti-gun. That's what it seems but like. She's, uh, she's called a Duluth native. Well, no, no, she's not. She's from Carbondale, Illinois. But uh, I don't know. I guess the people in Duluth are happy with this. She, in 2020, she challenged incumbent Senator Eric Simonson for the DFL endorsement in District 7 up in the Duluth area. She won endorsement in the primary with 77%. So, I again, I have lost touch with who Minnesotans are. They apparently want this. They want socialism. Because Simonson wasn't left enough. I guess not. I just texted a young trap shooter. I'll wait. Yeah, I'm really curious. I'm really curious, Reavers. I know we've got a bunch of GLers that either are trap shooters themselves in competition or their kids are. Uh, It'd be fun to hear what they have to say about lead shot. Uh, When you hear all this, I wonder if it it, uh, inspires you to think about moving to higher ground. Taking your business elsewhere. Maybe, Where would I go? Well, you can go to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Okay. Uh, maybe 2024 is the time you're going to think about this. Sioux Falls has available buildings, build-ready sites. Any size company can make more money in the Sioux Falls area. You know why? Why? Because the uh, fewer taxes. Wow. So fewer taxes results in higher profits. They also can feature short commutes, safer streets, quality of life excellence, productive people, affordable land, reduced red tape, and again, fewer taxes and higher profits. It's time to think about this. I'd hate to see you go. We need you, but I wouldn't blame you in a heartbeat if you took a look at Sioux Falls and decided, you know what, this really makes a lot of sense for my company. And uh, you can learn everything you need to learn at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Sioux Falls Development is one word. SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. You crossing that one off? I crossed two off, right? Got it. I didn't get frat yet. Got it. Hate to see you go, but love to watch you leave. No, I... You bring the love, I'll bring the beer. Uh, Ken. Although he's probably working, so he's not going to get back to me before the show's over. My nephew is a trap shooter. I swear we've, Joe, has read letters from... Parents that have kids in high school trap teams. Yeah, yeah we've I'm been hoping. invited to the trap shoot. <clears throat> the state and trap I know that, shoot. That Zach Johnson is now a part time o- or a part owner in the uh, facility in Alexandria. Who's the guy? Um, I did an event out there and I was actually just by there, the Horse and Hunt Club in uh, Prior Lake. That place is <clears throat> awesome. Yeah, that is cool. But the guy that owned it or still owns it, I believe, wasn't he a listener? Ringing a bell, but I can't recall his name. We all complained 30 years ago when they switched to steel because we said we're not going to be able to hit them, and they, they uh, steel doesn't hit as hard. It doesn't have the killing power as much as lead does, but I don't know, we never really had any problem problems. 
Uh, and when we shoot trap, we just use we use steel loads, but you know we're not competitive. <laughs> this is pretty funny, Joe. Elizabeth Warren apparently issued something out about uh, rich executives shouldn't get business tax breaks and blah, blah, blah for personal travel and private planes, and then someone retweeted it with her getting off of a private plane. She's hiding. Yeah. <laughs> she hides behind a staffer. Oh, it's just funny. Okay. Let's go. Yes. To- Did you read that item about Cortez bitching at Biden for his um, border policy? No. All right. Did you guys watch the interview Liz Collin did with the two Minneapolis residents? I didn't watch it, but I did read it, and I was done. They had to drop their house for no. Sorry, he decided to drop the price, the sale price, by a hundred grand because they cannot get anybody to bite. I, I, mean, I didn't thought of you, Kenny, because just the location and uptown. No, I think it, it, it said twenty ninth and, and, and Lake Street. That's over on the east end of Lake Street. Yeah, isn't it? It's closer to uh, Minnehaha, right? Correct. Yes, I know somebody that used to live a block from there, and they moved out two years ago, <clears throat> I believe. And it was a real big project, seven bedrooms, seven bathrooms, three kitchens. But they're basically, what, going to end up having to sell it at a loss with all the... With well, they've much... got junkies on their porch. Right. Hey, can you can you fellas move down the block a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're basically Chris, negotiating with people. can you fix people. this? I will. Got it. Somebody, please. Yes. If you're a trans girl, you're a male, but you you're calling yourself a girl. Yep. Why would you still have a beard? Uh, shock value. <clears throat> you didn't take enough estrogen. You know the answer to the question, Kenny, why the dad didn't run out there? He'd get sued for all he was worth. Well, somebody's got to do it. No, I know. But somebody without any assets has to do it. <laughs> or yeah. somebody with tremendous assets. Either that one, can, yeah. That can afford it. All right, are we ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Okay, let's uh, think up a scenario here. Let's say you're <clears throat> you're aware of which way the wind is blowing. You have a good idea of what's coming next. And due to a lot of recent acquisitions, you've outgrown your current Liberty Safe. You know what I'm saying here? Uh, and you're in the market for a bigger one from Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Now, as you might already know, 
Uh, the Liberty Safe warranty is pretty amazing. They have a five-year lock warranty with additional extended warranty options available there. Plus, the safe bodies themselves come with a transferable lifetime warranty, meaning that if you sell or pass down your safe, it's still covered by the original warranty. That's one of the best selling points you can get in the secondary market. That means your safe's going to move quick when it's time for you to sell that so you can upgrade to a bigger Liberty model. The warranty, transferable. Pretty neat deal for us. And when it is time to make that upgrade, you've got to get over to Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. He's our guy in Gumption County. Uh, he'll he'll see to it that you go home with the right safe that fits your needs and your budget. And if you're a GLer, be sure you let Rich know, and you'll get even more value for your dollar. Wink, wink. Uh, just more amazing service from Liberty Safes and our guy Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Stop in, say hi, meet him yourself. He's at 6901 East Fish Lake Road and on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Uh, Joe, Jacob is a member of the Garage Logic Town Council. He heard your question about lead and he writes the following Hello, boys. Between my dad and I, we shot eight cases of shells on multiple oh. skeet oh. and trap teams, oh. all lead. 100% of the shooting at our club is lead shot. That comes to us from Jacob. Does he Not say if uh, McEwen gets her way? That's right. Uh, uh, if he's still listening, write back and tell uh, tell me why. I want to know, do you like the lead, the takedown power? Is it better for you? Is it cheaper? What is the reason for lead? Well, what does it take to take down a clay pigeon? Uh, it's all due to the weight of the BB and the spread and uh, everything else. It's it's complicated math mathematical formulas that you and I have no shot <laughs> I, at figuring uh, I out. I like a nice BB with my pheasant. You know, well, I've put them in my the pocket of my coat, uh, eating them. I no, CP was eating them, and she put her BBs in the pocket of my coat. I see. Now, if I remember, if I'm, I don't know if I'm right. I think you can still use lead for pheasant, but I use steel for everything. As I think about the reckoning, uh, I wonder if this will speed up the reckoning. You'll recall we talked about the mayor of Dalton, Illinois, named Tiffany Henyard, yeah. who gets away, apparently, with whatever she wants to get away with, mm -hmm. including an outrageous salary, almost three hundred grand a year. That's more than the governor of Illinois makes. She uses uh, beauty vendors. Uh, she uses whatever she wants to do, and she claims, if you attack me, it's because you're, you're uh, attacking a black woman in power. So she's playing this card, and I suppose that has a tendency to uh, to, to quiet some people. It shouldn't because she's full of BS. Well, it turns out uh, there's a local business owner now in Dalton, Illinois, who said that his business is being punished because he's uh, spoken out against her. Uh, he's a U-Haul rental and trucking business owner named Larry Gardner. He went to the FBI out of frustration that the village of Dalton would not renew his business license. He claims he has suffered from harassment, raids on his business, and being shut down by the Dalton police. Gardner believes it's retaliation after he refused to donate to a civic event sponsored by Henyard. Is this what we're facing in our future? Mm. There is no counter voice right now in Minnesota. It's all these crackpots. 
I talked to a couple of FBI agents, and I explained to them what's going on, Gardner said. I gave them all my paperwork to show them what was happening and what was happening in Dalton, and they told me they were investigating and would be in touch with me. Uh, he also reportedly claimed that FBI agents he spoke with took his allegations seriously. Gardner is one of six individuals who have reportedly spoken to the FBI about Henyard's contact, uh, conduct. I'm looking at pictures of Henyard with Biden. She was cozying up to Biden at a mayor's conference in Washington. Uh, where else can I take you with this? Uh, she uh, is claiming that her uh, ethnicity uh, should protect her, apparently, from anything that's that's reasonable. And uh, she needs to go. And apparently this village has been incapable of getting rid of her. She's the one who came up with the idea Okay, the mayor's salary can be reduced to, you know, twenty-five bucks a year, except if I'm reelected, <laughs> then it stays what it is. So you, you, she's a real, a real bad character, a real dark character. Imagine living in a world where you just get to make up the rules. As well, you go. Is, but is that where we're headed? Of course, no, we're there. We're not headed anywhere. Have you, have you ever read anything about North Korea? That just stinks of North Korea. Oh, my God, I don't want to think we've reached the level of North Korea. Well, tell me again. What was the scenario? What didn't he do? And now what is happening to him? He that's didn't exact... support one of her public <laughs> events. <laughs> well, the, tell wow. me that's not North Korea, Joe. Come on. Nah, North Korea would have been killed. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll give you that. All right. <laughs> Hung from a telephone pole outside his business. Right. This is this is the board of trustees and I have repeatedly questioned the mayor's office on our use of public funds. Dalton trustee Jason House wrote, we welcome any investigation that will bring transparency on how taxpayer dollars are being spent. Our residents deserve this level of financial transparency. A public relations firm responding on behalf of the mayor told Fox 32 that she had not been contacted by the FBI. Mayor Tiffany Henyard in the village of Dalton, it's a it's literally a suburb of, there's literally again, it's a southern uh, suburb of Chicago, essentially. Okay. Uh, Mayor Tiffany Howard in the village of Dalton have not received any subpoenas and have not been contacted by the FBI or any other law enforcement agency. So she hired a public relations firm. That's another hit to the taxpayers <laughs> of her village. Hayward and the FBI did not respond to comment from uh, Fox News Digital. She she is a uh, curse on these people, uh, 23,000 people in Dalton, Illinois, and she is a curse on them. She's She's a dreadful sounding human being. And it's a shame. These people are out there working, trying to feed, put food on their family, right, right. send the kids to school. And this complete raving lunatic just keeps taking their money and using it for whatever she wants. Wouldn't and if you, be, if you stand up to her, your business suffers. How fun would it be to be included in that meeting with that, with their public? Uh, what did you say? Who who did she hire? She hired a public relations firm. <laughs> so I'm going to need you people to make me look better yeah, yeah. without actually making any changes herself to be better. <laughs> and all right? the public relations firm was able to come up with is the mayor has not been contacted yet by anybody, including the FBI. <laughs>
That was the public relations. She probably yeah. paid them a hundred grand. Who knows? Easily. This is this is uh, the, the reckoning's coming. I don't know. We just took a step closer. When or how? But your business shouldn't suffer because of who the mayor is, and you didn't, you know, put in your fifty bucks for the chicken pot luck or whatever the hell she's <laughs> moaning about. What a bunch of BS so, this is. I, I'm sorry, I'm stuck on this. So a public relations person is not the same as a publicist. It's not their job to make her look good. It's their job to just deal with the public so she doesn't have to. Is that what I'm getting? Well, not only that, but I I'm would obsessing. contend. I would contend that it is. They would. They would find it under their purview to make her look good. That's why they got okay. hired. Much like a publicist. Right, okay. Right, all right, right. All right. Uh, Kenny Jacob <laughs> responded. He said, sorry, what was Kenny's question? My live stream cut out right when he asked. Oh. Asking. <laughs> well, I, I guess I know the answer. Lead shot is just better. Um, it, it carries, it travels further. It has got more it. killing power, power at a longer distance. Well, okay. I was just, I was just hoping to keep him involved. Yeah. <laughs> going back to story one. <laughs> Well, we're going back to McEwen. Oh, yeah. She does. She's, uh, it's a great health hazard. Well, it is. Oh, so uh, this is environment related? But yeah. but these are all, we're talking about clo a closed course, a place that's devoted to <gasps> shooting traps. Wait, so this is straight out of the banning plastic bag playbook, right? Yeah. Where, well, we, what we should do is have uh, bullets that disintegrate and, you know, Softer bullets. Right. She's fighting the toxic effects of lead and of lead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the president of the Egan-based USA Clay Target League, John Nelson, said youth clay target shooting is not a public health issue. Here's here's my policy. I'm going to approach this one just like I approach grass-fed beef and corn-fed beef. I'm out. I'm staying out. I'm out. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not picking Which a side. Let's go. You be you. <laughs> Remember the time we brought that up on the show and people went yeah. nuts. Yeah. yeah. Kenny, and we all know it's corn fed. Anyway. It's not a political but statement, but what do you prefer, Kenny? Uh, I, I, I. You mean when it comes to steel and lead? I no, I'm, I mean I'm uh, a steel guy. I mean, but corn. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna die on the steel hill. Okay, I'm at corn. <laughs> I'm at corn fed or grass oh, corn, fed. corn. Okay. The yeah, guys yeah. that eat grass fed beef are insane. They don't know what they're talking about. What I know. <laughs> well, see, now you got involved, Kenny. What the hell, Joe? Seriously? <laughs> yes. Would I know the difference? Yes. Well, when I go to Mancini's and have a steak, what am I getting? You're getting corn fed. I hope so. Not that <laughs> most of my neighbors are well, it, it is honestly because on the farm it's an expense right it's a it's expense related it's cheaper to feed here's the deal Wouldn't grass when be I, cheaper yes that's what if, i'm saying no it's not because it, it's it's a lot more expensive to be an organic farmer or raise organic oh, I didn't think let's nip yeah. this in the okay bud. so when i take joe to kitchen and rail and the strip mall <laughs> Was eating grass or corn? Well, who's picking up the check? I'm not. Okay. Here, here's my motivation, guys. <laughs> One of my buddies, his wife grew up on a farm, and if I say I like grass-fed beef, I'm going to get a kick right to the baby All maker. Right. So Ooh, I'm wow. going corn-fed. How often you go? Speaking of the reckoning, <laughs> uh, look this guy up, Rook. Yep. Representative uh, Mike Freeberg of Golden Valley, DFLer, F-R-E-I-B-E-R-G. Mike Freeberg, he's uh, authoring a bill. Remember, it's early in the session, but he's offered a bill, or uh, uh, he's a representative, 
and he's offered uh, authored House File 3557 that uh, you don't need a residence to vote. You don't need to prove a residence. You he don't represents have to pr- the Golden Valley. Right. Um, I bet he's an attorney. Public health attorney. Oh, public health attorney. A BA in government, Russian, uh, Georgetown University. Uh, JD from William Mitchell College of Law, elected in 2012, sixth term, married, spouse Lauren with two kids. Okay. Well, Mike believes that it's unfair to the unhoused. They don't have to demonstrate an address in order to vote. So they don't need a physical description of their residence. Uh, Man, that's pretty good to be in Minnesota. Then let's see, you don't need an ID. No, nope. you don't need to have a house. You don't have to have a residence. Man, it's it's almost like they want to make everybody go oh, more than twice. So you could just go from polling right. place to polling place <laughs> with a brand new name and address at each place and get in as many votes as you want. That's right? All that this is, people. He believes people who are unhoused have as much a right to vote as anyone. Okay. As long as they vote for Biden. As long as they vote for Freeburg. Uh, right now, if someone is unhoused, the only way for them to be manually precincted, uh, then the printer cut off. You know, uh, we got to come up with a way. Uh, we got to come up with a way to print alpha news stories for me because they don't print for me. I Copy. Paste, I'm not word doing document, that. That's too many steps. Well, that's the well, way. Then, <laughs> you know what? Go back to 1865 where you belong. I do belong there. I didn't know this. Freebird plays keyboard and has done so in the Minnesota State Band, the last state band in the nation. Wonderful. Huh. I Wonderful. didn't know he had a state band. Wonderful. Maybe he's a rock and roller deep down. Who knows? He plays keyboard. I play keyboard. Yeah, you drive truck. Hello, hi. uh, We're glossing over. Go ahead, John. Well, I I was just going to say, I do need to correct something. You cannot vote without an ID in Minnesota. Oh, I bet I could. Really? Uh, Really? No, John. I'm looking looking right at it. What about bringing the the heating bill or something? I thought that got you through. You must provide your driver's license or state ID number if you have one. But let me, okay, John. Well, we're giving driver's license to anybody who wants one. Yeah. But Whether all the remember the new driver's license for immigrants will have a note on there, a note, whatever notation that says they're not a citizen and can't vote. You, you know what you are, John? You know what you are? What? Whether you know it or not, you're what a man I? of great faith. I, I am. You're a man of great faith. You, you, know, what I prefer, you know what yes. I prefer to think of myself huh. as? Somebody who enjoys the truth. As opposed no, no. to throwing ideas out there that are true. No, there, there's a distinction there with the difference. Okay. The truth is that these new licenses presumably have some code on them yes. that suggests that the person is an illegal and therefore Correct. can't vote. Correct. That's the truth. The, the reality is you're naive to think that would actually be enforced. Well, then I'd have to think that about every law. All right. I do I'm know. Worried. I do think that about every law. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, are you seeing any laws being enforced? Are you seeing gun laws being enforced? Bingo. Uh, what? What? Are, what? We have more law. See, here's the deal with the Burnsville thing. You can't play the white privilege card because a black guy shot three white guys. So what's the left doing? They're playing the gun control card. We need more gun control. Completely ignoring the fact 
that there are plenty of laws on the books to rein in illegal gun use. Which is why he couldn't get his gun permits back. And Walter Hudson pointed this out yesterday about that very thing. Keep in mind that this new legislation that Walls is introducing, this was one of the ideas that didn't pass last year when those crackpots were passing everything and blowing through the budget, Mm -hmm. or the surplus, excuse me. Well, Well, this probably passed this year. Go ahead, John. This is an issue I actually agree with you guys on. The other one, I don't so much. But, okay, I I know this is going to... Do you believe the unhoused should be able to vote, John? The unhoused. Yeah, you don't need Uh, to have an address. if they're citizens, sure, I'm fine with them voting. Well, what, what, but if you're unhoused and you have a driver's license, mm-hmm. what, what do you put down? Well, wait a minute. Your I car. think I just jumped over. I think I'm on John's side. John just made, if you're unhoused and you're a citizen, uh, yeah, but, I, I can't come up with a but, reason why like, you shouldn't vote. But like Joe just said, then what's preventing? You don't have a residency. You don't have an area that represents you. So well, your can, your ID or license indicates what state you live in. If, if you're but how can you read this state. story, John? How can you read this story and not think, okay, we keep we keep being nibbled to death. We keep continuing to to give an area of doubt, and that's the part that I have a problem with. My license has a address on it. Certainly. As far as elections go. Well, I you know think everybody, even somebody who's homeless is going to have an ID with an address on it because at some point they lived somewhere. So instead of one, two, three Main Street, it just says Main Street. Main Street. Start over with the story, Joe. What? Who is he referring to here? Just the homeless or is he referring to illegal immigrants that are homeless? What, I think, what am I missing? I forgot what the main story was. I, I don't think we're, <laughs> we shouldn't even be having this argument from what I can tell. John, could you look up the story and sure, read it to sure. us? Because my printer is. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. We're back to civil right war here. here right? the, chair, civil war. the chair, the chair of the Minnesota House Elections Committee, introduced a bill this week that would. Because the printer went out. While the committee did not vote on the legislation, Freeberg said he intends to include a bill include the bill in a potential omnibus bill later this session. The bill comes on the heels of a historic 2023 legislative session that included party line passage of several, well, I'm picking up where Joe left off. Uh, Some in the committee question whether language allowing someone registered to vote to include a dwelling location that lacks an address could open polling locations to greater potential for voter fraud. Quote, I am really, really struggling with this language that we are now not requiring a specific address for voting registration, said Representative Pam Altendorf. Uh, Republican out of Red Wing. How can you look the Minnesota public in the eye and say, this is fair, it's going to enforce our elections and make them more secure? And then Freeburg answers. Freeburg answers. Freeburg answers very easily. There are people who are unhoused who have as much of a right to vote as anybody. The provision is included along with a number of other tweaks in the bill related to voter registration statutes that were requested by the Secretary of State's office. Right now, if someone is unhoused, Really, the only way for them to be manually precincted is to come into the Secretary of State of County Elections office to register to vote, said Nicole Freeman, Government Relations Director for the Secretary of State. It's so complicated. Here's the deal. Here's to to summarize. Mm. Uh, Voting 
is also at the heart of the mystery. Yep. Nothing has been so tampered with as voting. Voting is turned into a complicated mess. And without it being a complicated mess, the Mysterians cannot achieve their goals. Voting is no longer the quaint American Norman Rockwell civic duty that it once was. It's now all over the map with different rules for different people. Some can go in person, some may, whatever. It's all, it's all been thrown up in the air and left in confusion. Secretaries of state who were never heard of in this country, they didn't know who they were. They've become prime players in the mystery to bring this about. I don't care what you tell me. Uh, voting is at the heart. The failed academy, voting, uh, these are the principal building blocks of the mystery. Hmm. Wow. You want to come back with Mr. Hyde? How about this email from Scott? Here's a better idea. If you don't pay taxes, you don't have a right to vote. If you don't have any skin in the game, you shouldn't be able to play. That's not bad. I'd even make it. Uh, if you're what? in the military, you get to vote absent. Other than that, uh, I'd make voting day a national holiday, and you have to go to the polls. End of story. Well, you know what we need is we need somebody like you as Secretary of State instead of that fraud we have in there right yeah. now. Yeah. That guy drives me crazy. Uh, anyway, here, doesn't anybody lie anymore? Here's the deal. I used to live in South Minneapolis by Sibley Park. I'm now unhoused. I'm living in my car over on the rockin' east side of St. Paul. Election day comes. I scrounge up thirty, put it in the gas tank, drive over to Sibley Park. I vote. I drive back to the rockin' east side. Why is that a problem? I just voted. Okay. What's the big deal? What 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 have you Who demonstrated cares? by driving back to uh, Sibley <clears throat> Park? Because that's where I'm registered to vote. I drive to where I last voted, okay. where my ID still shows I live, even though I don't. All right, that's why. Just a little lie, big deal. You got your vote in, now you're back to, you know, drinking Lysol. Yeah, next to Royce the oh, votes in Prior Lake and Golden Vote. Yeah. Early vote yeah. off. Vote early yeah. vote off. Speaking of paying taxes, I got a great email from Maria. She said, Chris, as we move into this busy tax season, I thought you would like to know one of my experiences with the amazing Linda Keller. In past years, I have used a few tax professionals when my favorite retired, I struggled to find a tax professional that I believe was really listening to our needs. I finally restored, excuse me, not restored, resorted to doing them myself Slow down. for three to four years, which gave me more gray hair. Then I heard your ads for Linda Keller. Oh. My God, you are amazing. Well, thank you, Maria. Having become more comfortable with online services and secure portals as a result of the she pandemic. She said that about you? She no, sure did. She said that about Linda. And your voice with its dulcet tones is just so oh, BS. therapeutic to listen to. I thought you know, I would when give I her tell a you try. to speak slower doesn't mean you got to get theatrical. We've never been disappointed yes. by any of the businesses who choose to advertise with GL. And I'm happy to say that Linda is all I look for in my advisor and tax preparer. She is down to earth and easy to work with. Does it make you feel rushed? 
<laughs> talks through concerns and questions thoroughly. Her portal is very easy to use, and Linda is available by email, phone, or whatever you need. Thank you so much, Maria, for your great email, and I'm so glad that you decided to book your appointment with Linda Keller. KellerTaxService.com is the website. Go online and book your appointment today. And Linda also wanted me to mention that, yes, she can do your taxes in another state. So if you're a GLer living in Arizona, Florida, wherever, uh, call Linda. She'll get she'll get you taken care of. What if I'm living in my car over on the Rockney <laughs> Thank side? You. That's a great point. <laughs> Here's then, my two notes. I have I have notes about Linda. And then when you go vote in Wisconsin, Linda can take care of your taxes over there. It's Linda easy. will answer questions for you that you didn't know you had, and she, she'll tell you why this is important for you to know it. And she also won't let you, um, meaning me, cheat uh, because I wanted to write off all of this. No, no, can't do and that. And she explained the law to me and told me why I can't and why, you know, don't get in a fight with the state of Minnesota. So it's she keeps me it. honest. Yep. She's she so awesome. Some of it, I hope, didn't you? Anyway, KellerTaxService.com, Joe, if you'd like to book your appointment today. Unbelievable. believable. Oh, yeah. Only you are allowed to go. That's right. You're damn you. right. <laughs> pharmacies. Oh. Pharmacies have been hit by cyber attacks now. That'd be bad if you need your drugs. Yo. What the hell is going on here? We're we're one minute away from destroying the earth. All you need is some North Korean hacker or some local mysterious to hit one button, and we're done. We wouldn't make it 30 days. Uh, John, when yes, you sir. get to the midway point of your newscast, mm -hmm. will you please throw it to me, and I'm going to do the, let's do the um, frontline mention. Okay. In fact, why hasn't that happened? Because we've got good people in, in place. We need to, we need to be cyber. Secure. Stockpiling gasoline and then buying vehicles that are <laughs> older than 1980 with no uh, computers. But then there'll be no uh, street lights and there'll be just chaos. Well, I don't care. I live, in the, I live out in the sticks. We don't need street I know Plus, you only care about yourself, Kenny, but there I are those of us who care about our city dwellers in the sustainable well, urban core. But aren't most of the city lights in St. <clears throat> Paul out because we're stealing the copper? Pretty much. Yeah. And then the ones that aren't out are on all day long. I don't know. Maybe that's and to show blue. the guys where they still have some copper. Hey, there's copper right. in that one. Come on. Let's hit that at about 8.30 tonight. <laughs> Your city's funny. It's fun. It's just fun. <laughs> Let's do it. You know what a guy needs is a motorcycle and or side-by-side -side or ATV that doesn't have any electronics in it. Rock. So. Yo, I'll take a zero. Risk. If I lived in Chicago and had the money, I would own a Lake Michigan worthy boat because when the revolution comes, you gotta, that would be the way to go. St. Lawrence Seaway. Crawl up the crawl up the shoreline, go all the way to the UP, and you'd find uh, like minded souls trying to sweat out the Salt St. Marie. Mm -hmm. Those guys would rob you so fast, you wouldn't even have those. <laughs> on the shoreline and you'd be stark naked that boat would be broken up and sold for kindling he paints a rosy picture he's just he? a dreadful you human being see a rube like you coming from miles away. 
<laughs> they'd have binoculars on me. They'd be, we got they'd one coming. Following you on shore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, ready? Okay. Uh, hey, big gulps, huh, guys? <laughs> well, see you later. All right. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Hey, hey, Joe hey, get Suchere. off the phone. Who's doing this here? Who's doing the carpets? Zero Res is doing the carpets. All month, the Love Your Rug special from Zero Res. What is that? That's three rooms, zero resified, starting at just $119, and they'll throw in a free hallway. Dirt and dander, yep, they're in your air ducts. This month, 75 bucks is what you're going to take off. When you get your air ducts zero res clean, zero res, they are professionals. They respect your home. They get in and out quickly. And if your carpet has not been professionally cleaned, now is the time to do it. We're only at 30 seconds right now. So 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. While the man across from me beats the crap out of his watch. Where's the second His little X-Lax Timex watch. I'll tell you right now, zero resified. That's what you want with your home. If you own a commercial cleaning, uh, if you commercial business, they will come and clean your carpet. Get an estimate right now. What are we at right now? How much time I got left? All right, nine five two zero res seventeen thousand Google reviews and a four point nine rating. You can't go wrong. Nine five two z e r o r e z or zero res Minnesota dot watch. <laughs> Oh, John Height. Hi, how are you? Uh, this, thanks, Joe. This news brought to you by North American Banking Company. Uh, that shooting that killed the first three responders Sunday in Burnsville, we now know, happened after authorities responded to a reported sexual assault, according to court documents and 911 transcript. A search warrant filed yesterday also indicated that a SWAT team used a drone, finding the suspect Shannon Gooden dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound in the bedroom. Burnsville officers Paul Elmstrand and Matthew Rouge and firefighters paramedic Adam Finseth were killed when Gooden retreated, barricaded himself in a bedroom and began firing at officers, according to the warrant. A fourth responder, Sergeant Adam Medlicott, was hospitalized. He's been released from the hospital, is recovering at home. The warrant noted that Gooden is believed to have used what they called multiple different guns and refused to cooperate with officers who tried to negotiate his peaceful surrender. 911 transcript of the first call that came into dispatch from inside the Burnsville home happened at 1.50 in the morning on Sunday. In it, the caller asked for police and provided an address. A small section of the remaining brief conversation was redacted, but it showed that the caller references my husband along with the words, help me. The calls all took place in about a five-minute span. Investigators reported seven kids were inside at home with Gooden at the time. None of them were hurt. What do you think was redacted and why? Uh, it was a reference to the sexual assault right. of a minor. Yeah, I have some, I have my husband's in here raping a child. Uh, well, I m- maybe not those words, but right. something along those lines. And I have a question for you, Lou Gelfan, because you run the paper. What do you feel is the bigger story from what we learned yesterday? The fact that he used multiple firearms, or that he was sexually assaulting a minor? What's the bigger? What's the bigger story there? I don't know what, how you separate the two stories. What's your lead? What's your lead? What's your headline, I guess, would be my specific question. The uh, assault. I, I'm going with sexual assault. Well, yeah, I'm going with sexual assault. Yeah, not not the Star Tribune. The Star Tribune went with uh, multiple guns and yeah. didn't mention the sexual assault till 
one, two, three, four, five, six paragraphs in. Well, it's just a, it's just a dreadful, dreadful scene. Can yeah, I- and this had been the rumor since last weekend, and we and uh, we can be honest now. We discussed talking about that and openly. We chose not to. So, and chose not to. Yeah, Kenny, are you saying that this is direct manipulation of the story? Uh, you know how I am. I I don't. I'm, trust, I'm normally with you. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. I I just I don't know, Chris. Uh, but it's it. I don't trust anybody or their motives. I don't know. I don't know. Starting this summer, you might notice a new fee when you get a delivery. The state putting out an alert yesterday that a 50-cent charge will soon be added to most deliveries over $100. Bruce Newstad is with the Minnesota Retailers Association. The idea is it helps augment transportation funding because of decline in gas revenues. The fee, which takes effect in July. <laughs> a bunch of BS. The fee takes effect in July. It's expected to raise about $60 million. That money goes to local governments to help pay for road maintenance. Hmm. Last year, tax. Hmm. Last year, DFL lawmakers said the fee would offset the loss of gas tax revenues because of increased use of electric cars and trucks and also fund repairs from wear and tear on roads from delivery vehicles. Yes, sir. I, I'm back to an elemental thought. Something must happen to a legislator when they walk through the doors of the Capitol. They must become different people because once they leave the Capitol and go home, they have to wrestle with what the rest of us wrestle with. The price of food, the price of gas, the kid needs new shoes for basketball. uh, This kid needs 50 bucks to sign up for this program. Uh, I got to get this fence fixed in the backyard. But when then, and then the next day they go back through the Capitol doors and they think nothing of dreaming up ways to spend more right, money. Right. That's all they do. They're just I don't get it. Money. I don't They're get it. They're not cutters. They're just professional money spenders. They, but they have to, they're going to get a package. And if it's a hundred bucks, they're going to have to pay the 50 cents. Happy to pay more. <laughs> wow. I just, I, 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 I. it's tough but, to keep up, isn't it, Joe? In, uh, I, don't I don't either. In your city, Joe, uh, dozens of protesters called for an end to Israeli military strikes in Gaza, and that caused the regular meeting of the City Paul City Council to be interrupted yesterday. Yeah, the, ch- the chants of free, free Palestine and accusations that the council had turned a deaf ear to repeated calls for a written ceasefire resolution uh, what the protests were about. Council President Mitra Jalali, who's personally supported a ceasefire, repeatedly tried to explain that there was no written resolution prepared and she didn't have the votes lined up to pass one. She said, I don't make decisions in a vacuum, she added later before leaving the council chamber with the majority of the other council members as protesters broke into chants of, we want a vote. Council member Nelsie Yang, who has said she would support a council resolution, was the sole council member to stay in her chair. Once the protesters had cleared the room to deliver remarks outside City Hall, four council members later came back for their seats to officially close out the abbreviated meeting. Protesters representing were representing the Anti-War Committee, Jewish Voice for Peace, Women Against Military Madness, American Muslims for Palestine, and the Council on American-Islamic Relations. Yes, wouldn't sir. It be, wouldn't it be something if this all-woman, all-diverse a bunch of socialists on the city council <laughs> got so sick and tired of having to deal with their own kind that they became garage logicians? 
Yeah. Oh, that's there's no chance. Oh, that's, yeah, and that's never going to happen. Their own kind are going to drive them nuts. They this, did last night. Uh, this is so absurd. This is just absolutely absurd. These idiots think Netanyahu must have a hotline to the St. Paul City Council. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, right. it's half the city councils in the country, Such. Yeah. This is going on all over the United States. I right know now. you can't judge a book by its cover, but I, I watched a bit of the uh, pro Palestinian march Sunday on Summit Avenue. I'm not sure there's a lot of sharp pencils in that box. <laughs> yeah. Well, did any of the, were they carrying oh. signs? Uh, did any of them have swastikas on? I mean, this let's call it what it is. They hate Jews. Yep. Let's just call it what it is. No, they've they've fallen into the oppressor and oppressed trap. The Jews are oppressors. The, the, I see it as being pro-Holocaust. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. They, they hate Jews. A Minnesota man has been arrested on suspicion of killing a 31-year-old woman who was beaten, bound, and stuffed inside a refrigerator at her Los Angeles apartment. The 41-year-old suspect, who was on probation for narcotics offenses, was taken into custody at his home in Minneapolis on an unrelated federal warrant, according to the L.A. Police Department. The man has agreed to be extradited to California to face charges in the slaying of Melissa Mooney. Officers found Mooney dead last September in downtown L.A. after her family asked for a welfare check because they hadn't heard from her. Blood was pooling under the refrigerator, and the body inside was bound with electrical, uh, electrical cords and clothing. The body had blunt force injuries and lacerations. The cause of death was determined to be homicidal violence. Investigators have not disclosed a possible motive or said if the suspect and the victim knew each other. She must have been a small woman. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry to jump one story back, but how is this not considered hate speech? Or bordering on hate crime. What? The uh, Palestinian? This anti -Jew, these yeah. anti-Jew um, protests we're seeing. Oh, pro-Palestinian. -Pal it's anti-Jew. Call it what it is. It's not hate crime if you're the people voting the uh, current city council into office. That's not hate crime. Mm. A food note, Rook. Told you I had yep. a food note for you. Yeah, what do you got, babe? At, after being closed for four years, Andy's Parlor is back. <sighs> sort of. Oh, they're open daily right now from four to eight officially just for go uh, to go orders of malts. Unofficially, however, some customers are being led into the newly refinished dining room to enjoy their malts <laughs> and being, give, being given test runs of burgers and fries as they train new he kitchen is winding staff. up. Annie's parlor <laughs> is where I had a discovery. Yes. Our cream with French fries. Ooh, delicious. I've never had that did, before. You just paid no attention to me, did you? No. That's it's food based. I I override. <laughs> the Annie's override parlor, button. Annie's parlor is a, an excellent where burger joint. It's right where the McDonald's is on the University of Minnesota campus. Yeah. You go I thought up that these McDonald's stairs. was That's closed. Uh, I think they reopened now. They may have reopened. Yeah, that was the first place when I moved here that I got a burger. Everybody told me to go there. It was delicious. Where that McDonald's? Was, no, no God, I wouldn't go there. Accessibility oh. is a problem. You have to walk Easy, upstairs Misty. to get there. Matthew, Matthew, yeah. top of the tater on it's, the fries. On top. Okay, yeah, that's good. Do that. too, End of yeah. it, John. Hurry up what and go to the next fries? story. When's the last time you had yeah. a French fry? Call know. me now. What do you got uh, on your French? Two fries? days ago, when I 
that day drinking episode I had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love French fries. To sop before it we uh, work. before it. we take a break, one media note. Uh, it's making a lot of news. Longtime Twin Cities radio guy and uh, one of my former partners in a music podcast I used to do, Brian Oak, has apparently been let go by Cities 97. As iHeart Media announces changes to that station in KDWB, he'd been working afternoons since November at Cities 97. Why don't we take a break here and uh, see what Mr. Reavers has for us? Uh, thanks to all of you who have already made your donation as Garage Logic is helping out our friends at the Frontline Foundation. We launched this yesterday. Thank you to all of you GLers that have uh, lent your support because the Frontline Foundation began as an attempt to help and support our fallen heroes, including law enforcement officers, firefighters, EMS, and the Minnesota National Guard. They provide support to those who died while in the line of duty by giving benefit payments to dependents of fallen first responders. In addition to providing endowments and support for the families of fallen heroes, the Frontline Foundation will underwrite scholarships and training registration costs for frontline personnel, as well as support preparedness training for safety officers in hospitals, schools, and places of worship. If you could, Go online right now, click on the banner ad at garagelogic.com to both learn more and to donate. We would really appreciate it. Once again, garagelogic.com, mm. click on mm. the banner ad, Kenny Olson. That was a very dry and uninspired read. Now, uh, <laughs> to speak his mind and the truth of what he's really feeling, here's our mayor, Joe Souchere. We know where you live. We see the size of your house. We know what you're driving. <laughs> We know where you were. You went on vacation this year. Pony up. Let's go. Let's here. go. Let's go. This this is very important to all of us in Gumption County and GL. Write the check and call someone. Do we're not asking. Call someone and have yeah. them donate. Call a brother-in-law. Call your mom. Call an auntie. Whoever. Take the time. Make the effort. Let's um. W- let's restock their coffers. <laughs> My uh, my guy just rang my doorbell. I was just gonna say, John, does that mean we're losing you for? Can can I go now? Or is there anybody home to answer the door? Uh yeah, Dylan. Well, let him answer the door and well, see where we are. Let me go tell. If you him gotta go, that. you gotta go. I'll be right back. I gotta go. Where to the bathroom? Um, shoot, because I had a question for John during the break. So tell me more about Annie's parlor. It's just good stuff. <sighs> really good. Uh, a Cadillac with 556 brake horsepower. Is that necessary? It's got to be a CTS. The answer is yes. Of course, it's of course necessary. It's necessary. I, w- I saw a Cadillac CTS at my dealership over the weekend. I told you, Mr. U has one, one of 504 six-speed manual Cadillac station wagon CTSs with the Corvette engine in it. And, and the ne'er-do-well who's living at the house just has been using it as a daily driver. Jesus, really? He doesn't know what he's got. There. What a brain-dead moron. I, what kind of car? It's a Cadillac that's station Joe. wagon. That's the secret wow. cannonball run. That's car. a that's a hell, but the interior I'm afraid would be destroyed but with cigarettes. It's smoke. a station wagon. Yep. You can put what a hundred gallon tank in the back. Yep. Six it'd be amazing. Um you could blast across the country without stopping they, once. When did they stop making that? Or do they still is it still being made, the Cadillac CTS? I, I don't know. I'm not a Cadillac person. You know who had a Cadillac station wagon? I don't. Mueller. 
Al, Allen County. Well, Mueller. they this was literally a station wagon, but prior to that, Cadillac didn't make a station wagon. They might have created a hearse. That's an undercover well, hot rod, is what that well, is. Of course, it I is. remember it's got seeing a it in their engine door. in it. God, look at this guy, look at this so guy in the fun. vest. Look at this guy in the vest. <laughs> hi, fellas. Who do you got there? I got Tom. Say hi, Tom. Hi. Hi, Tom. Tom how you doing? <laughs> What's got up, a, Tom? Got the yellow vest on. Tom's going to listen yeah, to the here. end of my newscast. Yeah. Well, uh, and get going. And then uh, after I do the end of the newscast, we'll. Uh, yeah, I'll you gotta up. have your Wi-Fi. Can you ask Tom if he's here for the camping? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's go here. Okay. Um, well then let's just get to the new oh no, I need to scoot over, Ken. Scoot right. over. Yes. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, okay. Joe is ready. Let me grab a bump and I will be with you momentarily. Rolling in three, two. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Here's so, a guy. Oh, oh, oh dear. <laughs> Here's a guy that just met Tom. Here's you Joe. Have a <laughs> you just made a move. Joe Positive uh, Thursday at Garage Logic. That normally means we talk to Schoonover. He's not here today. Uh, but Mike is our guy at Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care, County E, Lexington, Shoreview. Third generation owner. And usually you'll find Mike in and out of the office, the shop, picking up vehicles, delivering vehicles, supervising the microwave, making sure nobody cooks popcorn in the break room, all of that stuff. Uh, Mike isn't with us today, but even better than Mike, and it's hard to believe you could be better than Mike, is his entire staff. If you've ever had the pleasure of dealing with schoonovers, you know, first, they're going to go to bat for us. With our insurance company, you're not going to have to deal with your insurance company at Kenny, all. Kenny, yeah, I just yeah, went through yeah. that whole process. Yeah. Isn't it awesome? I didn't have to call not, anybody. Not once, they took care once. of everything. Yeah. yeah, it's so cool. Oh, and then awesome. they'll keep us in the loop. So we always know what's going on. And that's when why when you choose Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care, you're choosing one of the best yeah. shops in the Twin Cities. If you think I might be spouting hyperbole, check some of the check out some of the reviews online. They're all positive, and you'll find those reviews everywhere about Mike and the crew at Schoonovers. Anything you need for that automobile, you'll find it at Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care. And those body repairs they do, they are guaranteed for as long as you own that vehicle. The official body and auto care shop of Garage Logic. Schoonoverbodyworks.com. I would love to give Schoonovers a wonderful review because it would be truthful, but I'm doing no reviews for anybody if the survey makes me do any work. If I hmm. have to give you a password or create some BS, you ain't getting a review for Let's me. go. I don't think anybody expects no. you to do any. Joe wants to give you a review on a post-it note. We, we can't even get you to print something off the, well, he the internet. Well, he's embarrassed about his password. Mama likes it hot. Yeah. John, continue. In other news, uh, by the way, you might hear a dog bark on occasion here too, so don't don't be frightened if you do. A number of Americans dealing with cellular outages on AT&T, Cricket Wireless, Verizon, T-Mobile, and other service providers today. AT&T had more than 73,000 outages around 9.30 this morning in locations including Houston, Atlanta, and Chicago. Cricket Wireless had more than 13,000. Verizon had more than 4,000. Uh, T-Mobile had more than 1,800 outages, but they said uh, they did not experience an outage. It said their operation uh, was going 
normally, but apparently it was reflecting customers who were having attempting, who were trying to attempt to connect to users and other networks. Some iPhone users have seen SOS messages displayed in the status bar of their cell phones. So far, uh, no reason given for those outages. A uh, story you talked about earlier, Joe, President Joe Biden announcing yesterday his administration was canceling $1.2 billion worth of student loans for almost 153,000 people. Biden, undertaking a three-day campaign swing through California, made the announcement yesterday as part of a new repayment plan that offers a faster path for forgiveness. The U.S. leader had last year pledged to find other avenues for tackling debt relief after the Supreme Court blocked a broader plan to forgive $430 billion in student loan debt. The latest announcement applies to people enrolled in a repayment program known as Savings on a Valuable Education, or SAVE. It covers those who borrowed 12 grand or less and have been repaying that money for at least 10 years. Federal judge yesterday affirming that $5 million arbitration award against MyPillow chief executive Mike Lindell. Uh, you might remember this. Remember, uh, Mike said if anybody can prove that I'm wrong, he would give them $5 million. Yes. Uh, well, a fella took up that uh, challenge and proved him wrong. His name was Robert Zeidman, and a judge ordered Lindell to play, pay Zeidman $5 million, uh, but Lindell said uh, he will not pay him, and he also now once again has filed another appeal of that. He's also the subject of a $1.3 uh, billion, I'm sorry, defamation lawsuit filed by Dominion Voting Systems in the District of Columbia, says he falsely accused the company of rigging the 2020 presidential election. He got himself, uh, when he got himself a hole, he dug deeper. Right, he? in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, <laughs> trial is set to be held today to determine if a black high school student in Texas can continue being punished by his district for refusing to change his hairstyle, which he and his family say is protected by a new state law in Texas. That law prohibits race-based hair discrimination. At issue is whether Daryl George's months-long punishment for violating the school district's dress code policy limiting the length of boys' hair violates the Crown Act, which is what that law is called. The bench trial is being held before State District Judge Chop Kane III in Anahuac after the Barbers Hill School District filed the lawsuit. The Crown Act, which took effect in September, prohibits race-based hair discrimination and bars employers and schools from penalizing people because of hair texture or protective hairstyles, including afros, braids, locks, twists, or bantu knots. The Barber's Hill School District said George's long hair, which he wears in tied and twisted locks on top of his head, violates the dress code because it would fall below his shirt, collar, or eyebrows if it were let down. The district has said other students with locks comply with the length policy. Two things, uh, that kid's hair is the least of that school district's problems. Yeah. And two, uh, the kid uh, typically uh, never intended to uh, obey the uh, dress code. Just well, another, so another rule They're, to ignore. Right. It, yeah, it's absurd. The rule is uh, absurd. If you want to make a difference, ban the uh, man bun. Yeah. You look like a ridiculous <laughs> fool. And while you're at it, turn your baseball hat around. What are you, 12? And pull Grow your pants up. up. Right. <laughs> Who cares if the dude has dreadlocks or an afro or anything else? That's the least of your worries. What are you, a pro-slavery down there? Yeah. Get over it, yeah. you idiot. Johnny, I apologize. Wow. I was scrambling to find this piece of audio, but Jeremy so sent us a clip from the president talking about canceling students. Yes. Your president, Joe Biden. My dad used to say, Joey... A, 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 a paycheck is about more than a, a job is about more than a paycheck. 
right? <laughs> put a put a hundred dollars away every paycheck too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pay off big, the loan. It's got the big sign, cancel student debt. And he's just there. I gotta hear this what one. Again. Are you even talking about? <laughs> My dad used to say, Joey. A, 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 a paycheck is about more than a, a job is about more than a paycheck. You know what I just thought? All right, thank you. <laughs> Can I get you some ice imagine, chips to chew on? Hold on, hold Jesus. on. Imagine they're at the uh, the Looney Tunes convention and uh, they're doing auditions. Now picture him doing an audition to be Porky Pig. He'd be good. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Take it from the top, Mr. President. My dad used to say, Joey. A job is about more than a paycheck. You, you guys do know he grew up, right, with a stutter? Oh, so what? Wow. Big deal. Okay, then. The brains of us. No, no, John, you're right. He sounds completely fit to be leading what our country. famous <laughs> Oakland Raider defensive back had a terrible stutter? Lester problem. Hayes. Mean Joe Green. No, I believe Jack it was. Jack Tatum. L- 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 Lester Hayes. It was Lester Hayes. Lester, L- 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 Lester Hayes. Hayes. Like four L's. Ken. 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 God, we're going to hell. Oh, so you well. guys really are. John, that's uh, enough. Go get your rifle. Go, all right, I'm going to go. Uh, I think Tom's waiting for me, so I'll just go to Yeah, Tommy. Yeah, I'll, go. Uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Say hi right. to Larry for us, too. Yeah. Say hi Larry. Jo- yeah. Johnny, do us a favor. Will you ask Tom if he needs any help with his heating services? No, I won't. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, if, if he did ask, I would say... The only place to get in touch with is Welter Heating. Online at welterheating.com. So they got four generations of Welters working on heating units, cooling units, air purification systems, 120 years. And boy, how those things have changed over the years. Time flies. Time flies. They serve the entire metro area. They'll come to your house over there on Main and fix your heating unit if it's making funny noises. It shouldn't make any funny noises. And you can also go to the website, welterheating.com, click on blog. Something does smell. Uh-oh, call Welter. Something does uh, smell Something unique dropped. here. 612-825-6867. 612-825-6867. Welterheating.com. Click on the blog icon, and you might have your questions answered for free. Welter. Air condition or heat your shelter with Ray N. Welter. I'm reading the. Go ahead. Somebody rip one? No, I did not. Rook? I did not. Neither did I. Mine would smell. I don't. Mine would smell much worse. What do you guys smell? I don't smell anything. I smell something. I smell. There's. There's something. I smell sulfuric. Is it my shoes? I hope not. No. I got new shoes. It's Johnny's basement. I bet it's it's Tom. It's Larry. It smells like Larry. Here's a guy that just met Tom. Now, we're coming back with what? This day in history. We're coming back with Tom. I'm ready. 
Here we go. Joe, are you ready? Uh, oh, I was just going to read something. Where'd it go? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Hey, Ken, did you get my text? I, yep. My I nephew. Okay. Got it. <clears throat> All right. Joe, I am Roland. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. I'm going to read you a few words from Charles Supersinski. He's a retired physics teacher uh, after a long career at Gogebic Community College in the UP. Gogebic. is it? Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, let's see. In 2013, scientists working for the U.S. Park Service, they weren't working for a talk show. Okay. 2013, scientists working for the U.S. Park Service discovered ancient forests growing in the debris of the Mendenhall Glacier near Juneau, Alaska. Huh. Carbon dating the trees found that the ages of the trees coincided with the medieval warm period, the Roman warm period, and the Minoan warm period, all periods warmer than today. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our local alarmist, alarmist, apparently the author of this, is writing in response to a fellow who must have written something up on the UP Our local alarmist claims that July was the hottest on record of any month going back 120,000 years, a statement which is patently false. Checking the records show that it was warmer during the Dust Bowl days of the 1930s and warmer during the warm periods heretofore mentioned. I'm going to select a few paragraphs from Charles once in a while to the point where I think I want to talk to him. Uh. Willard Anger writes, I have used Anderson windows in the past and would certainly do so in the future as they manufacture a superior product, despite the ass hattery during the ad when Reavers tried to throw us off the other day. In the future, though, I'll specify that neither you nor Reavers does any measuring. Even though you got the fraction question correct, you guys have sketchy histories with math. <laughs> Yeah, he's talking about the renewal by Anderson, a manufacturer of great windows. Right now, it's the Acclaim replacement windows. You don't, you're not just replacing the windows; you're getting a pretty good home upgrade that'll improve your everyday life. And you're going to kill those drafts because these windows are custom built. They the uh, they're precision manufactured to within one sixteenth inch of your opening mm-hmm. for a weather tight fit without any drafts. Come on. And it's not just windows, it's patio doors, entry doors, Renewal by Anderson has the best products they have for about 100 or more than 100 years and the best service. Learn more at RenewalByAnderson.com backslash Garage Logic or call Renewal by Anderson at 651-705-6931. And it's Renewal by Anderson who brings us only because they bring us the only because now I worried about the Lyman's and I emailed Tom today. Are you guys okay? And he emailed back. Yeah, we got tied up yesterday. It was Jessica's birthday and they had guests arriving and they were just living it up. And before you knew it, the day was over. They went to the sphere in Vegas. Oh, I love that. They went to the sphere. I'm excited to see that. 
but they're okay and everything's great. It was on this day. Joe, I believe today is February 22nd. In 1855, the Mississippi Pillager and Lake Winnebagoshish brands, I know, that would be bands of Ojibwe, signed a treaty ceding ceding to the U.S. government a major portion of heavily wooded north-central Minnesota in which lumbering companies had expressed a keen interest. The treaty established reservations at Leech Lake and Mille Lacs. Huh. It was on this day. Two years ago, it was 2222. Right. On this day. 2222. In 1861, Minnesota celebrated George Washington's birthday as a legal holiday for the first time. Hmm. And finally, what happened on this day in 1980? Oh, my God. Uh, easy the miracle. Let's go. The United States Olympic hockey team defeated the Soviets in a match that became known as the Miracle on Ice. Yep. 44 left, years ago. And you left early. No, no, I did not. <laughs> I did not. I stayed late. Um, uh, I, I think building. it was Dan Wenasota. He did. I was just going to bring that up. He retweeted your article from oh, yeah? 1980, and I read it this morning. Yeah. Damn, you used to be good. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> Now you're writing about taxes, sidewalks getting shoveled. No, but honestly, uh, look up Dan Winnesota. In fact, I think I retweeted it. It was a really good piece, Joe. Seriously. Yes, it was. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes, it was. I'm not going to argue with you. In fact, to the point where brilliant. Hey, you'll be proud of me. He's pissed off about it to this day. Because he wasn't there. Yeah. But uh, you'll be proud. He didn't cover the Olympics. No, he was probably in spring training. You know what? He might have been on his secret government mission. Oh, right. Oh, sure. So um, you'll be happy to know after I read that piece, guess what I played for the boys eating breakfast before school? I don't know. The great Herbie Brook speech. Oh, yeah? Before the game. You have it on tape? Well, no, it's in the movie, I guess, from the movie. Oh, I see, yeah. But it was, uh, God, what a great speech. Take it to your grave. Before you wrap it up, you guys are math geniuses. Can you tell me another way of saying four sixteenths? yeah. Two eighths. Or maybe just a quarter. Quarter? One over four. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. You Thank you, Ken. Ken. Thank Hello? you, Ken. Yeah. Well played. Ken. You were something like that. Kenny, well played. Four two eighths. Two eighths. <laughs> two eighths, something like that. Yeah, it's it'd same. be one fourth, wouldn't it? That's how tight those See, Anderson windows are. close. <laughs> Let's um two eights. Where do I come up with that BS? <laughs> You'll take it to your bleeping grave. Um, you know what? If you can't get enough of Garage Logic, then you should join the thousands and thousands and thousands of GLers who have found us on YouTube. All you gotta do is just search for the Garage Logic Podcast and subscribe for near daily content, including behind the scenes content, full segments of video shorts. That's Garage Logic Podcast on YouTube. It's there for you, Cha. I love the Cha. Good promo. Thursday, Cha? Hell yes. Let's do it. Yeah. I gotta go. Okay. Well, why don't you guys come up? No, here? no, no. You, you talk you. about school board. It's gonna take one minute of your time. You can do it. Yes. Mega phone.
Because then you get you get mad. When, I know why you can't, because you didn't pay attention to what we were doing. Oh, yeah, I was wrapped attention. Wrapped attention. Is it wrap or wrapped? Wrapped. Like I wrapped those Christmas gifts. Yes. I'm ready, Joe. Or Hanukkah gifts. Yes. Uh, the Festival of Lights. Be surprised at what school board members in Minneapolis get paid. Yep. Do we all face the future of the residents of Dalton, D-O-L-T-O-N? Dalton, Illinois? Question mark. Sorry, re repeat that whole sentence again. I have do go ahead. Do we all do we all face the future? The future. No. Do we all face what the residents of Dalton, Illinois are facing? D O L T O N? Yeah. Question mark. Should homeless people vote? Question mark. John Hyde. That looks crass, if you want my opinion, what? which I know you don't. <laughs> what? Should homeless people vote? That's going to make us sound like assholes. We should say, how do we feel? New, new bill yeah. would provide uh, voting rights to the unhoused. Voting rights to the unhoused. Who is Bill? Yes. Rights to the, un, the unhoused. Give me a break. Unhoused is not one word. Biden's dog has bit 24 employees. Oh, yes. wow. No, he's bitten 24 employees. Bit. He bit. B-I-T bit. <clears throat> uh, Johnny Height. Should I write Tom interrupts Johnny Height's guitar? <laughs> Oh, John can't send me news stories. I bet he will anyway. No, he probably he doesn't have internet. Hmm. I gotta find a way for this to stop with the pop-ups because it's really annoying. Um Kenny, what was the number you mentioned yesterday about assaults on police officers? It was a it was a percentage, right? Didn't you say 126% or something? <clears throat> I was going to mention this, but Joe wanted to move on. It was in a piece in the Strib yesterday. Uh, 3,400 assaults since 2021. Um, well, how about this, Ken? There's a percentage. KSTP had a story yesterday. I, I, I can't, this can't be right, but it's their, it's their account. It's their website. There have already been. 94 assaults on Minnesota law enforcement yep. officers in January of 2024, which yeah, is on track to exceed the 1179 assaults that occurred in 20. That's yeah. That's 94 insane, last bro. month. See you, Joe. Slightly behind the number reported last year, uh, up 160% from 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Yeah. Pretty tough to do that gig. Rock, guess what today is? Party day. The very first Major League Baseball game oh my God. on television as the Dodgers oh my take God. on the San Diego Padres. See you. The best part about it, eight more months of baseball. No, thanks. <laughs> Those were always some of your most legendary tirades in the old control room. Why do you and John give an about... The Reds play the Pirates. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, that was some of your best work, I think. Thank you. The best part about Matthew, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, yeah. is Abe Weissman. Oh, my God. He's awesome. Her dad. Yes. He is every single father in America. And then you throw the Jew thing on top of that. There have been times where I've had to pause it because I can't breathe because even his little asides are so hysterical. Yes, it's just, it's such oh my God. Box, excellent writing. I love it. And I love the way they wait until the very last episode of the entire run where they the two parents finally realize, yeah, this kid's okay. Right, right, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to be all right. Yeah. But I, I mean, my God, he's going. He's going to his grandson's school, and he's appalled that the grandson is in the happy group, <laughs> where all they do is prance around. And yes, laugh. I love it. Oh, so freaking awesome! Yeah, I think he's better than um, Moish. Uh, Moish, Moish, yes. yeah, Moish. Um, who in that comedian? Who is he? Kevin something. Kevin. Uh, Car <clears throat> no. Uh, he was in, and that guy's really good. He he's a really good actor, and I've seen him in a lot of different uh, uh, movies where he's pretty funny. But the guy that plays Abe Weissman, oh my God, he's so good. Yeah, he rocks it, and I, I love the warehouse, the warehouse where everything <laughs> happens. Just so yeah. it's set in time. It's just what you picture at a warehouse. Yep. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I love that. Uh, that gal, uh, Susie, you know that she's the voice of Lois, right? On Family Guy? Oh, you ever watch Family Guy? No, I never did. I didn't did. know that person was an actor. I thought it was McFarlane's girlfriend. Or not girlfriend, but I would assume wife now. Uh, what is her name? She's got her own stand-up uh, special right out on uh, Amazon, too. Oh, the uh, what's her, the, uh, the agent? Yeah, yeah Susie. Susie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's great, isn't she? Yeah. Dang. Uh, it's really funny. I tried it. I tried it a year or so ago, and I didn't make it halfway through. And for some reason, I gave it a, a second try a couple of weeks ago, and just fell in love with it. Right. Uh, does oh crap! I should probably save the show, huh? He was in a hurry. Yes. Yes. Where is he? Your sister texted me today. She wanted to know what resort we stayed at because she just wanted a review. Oh, sweet. You charge her for it? No. no. <clears throat> Your sister's awesome. Yeah, they do a good job. 
Well, cause That's some people escape with those vacations. Well, she she asked because you know she she wants to know how to refer clients to places. There were people that actually complained about. Here's how privileged and spoiled and bratty we are. People actually complained about the construction. There was one thing of scaffolding in front of the main area. It didn't impede and you from using anything, right? Right. And it was just a couple of Mexican guys just painting a wall. And people actually bitched about it. And I thought, well, what is it preventing you from doing? Who right. gives a shit if some guys are working on? And it was, you know, they were done by 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, who gives a damn? People just like to bitch oh, about Oh, they stuff. really do. That's why I can't imagine doing what you do. When people are, you know, you think you're traveling, you're in a good mood. No, no. I, I better yell at this guy from the airport. Everybody's, everybody's on guard. Oh God! The uh, the Sun Country crew in Cancun. Um, How's that working out? Well, let's just put her this way. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not very concerned if you miss your flight. Gotcha. They're they're on their own time. Just hang out down here if you want. Like there's two guys, or one guy was talking to a gal, and I you know I know he's hitting on her. Yeah. And I'm going, um, hi, we need to check in, and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we got you. So what you got, baby girl? Hey. He was doing one of those things. I thought, well, okay. Um, <laughs> Hired help these days. What are yeah. you going to do? But other than that, it was the plane got there and everything was good. Uh, yeah, they're a machine down to Cancun. They're usually well, pretty. I mean, I would, Cancun is a U.S. city for Christ's sake. It's not like you're in any jeopardy. Right. Need a passport? Yes. But the uh, I'll tell you this, Kenny. Hmm. Getting in and out as far as customs and whatnot, that's the quickest I have ever gone through. Um, was customs? that at Cancun, the Cancun airport? Because that was our was that our third time going to the Cancun? Yeah. Did and I tell you about the time even, I... They didn't even <clears throat> stop us. It was just oh, you're good. I got uh, searched in the Miami airport. Uh oh. I had gone from Minneapolis to Vegas to Miami to Jamaica, back to Miami and home. And um, I had all these tickets, you know, and I just, it was back in the day where I, my sister would give me a stack of blank tickets and I'd just write my destination on it. Love that. Fly non rev. And uh, they look at, they looked at my travel in the last 10 days and said, uh, follow me, sir. Yeah, right this way. Yeah. And they, uh, Midnight they, Express. They gave me the full checkup. Yeah. <laughs> and I got home about 10 o'clock. We went right to the CC Club, closed it down. And by 6 a.m., I was in the hospital. Oh. Yeah. About that. Dehydrated. Oh, I bet. Oh, my God. Yeah, those were the days. Okay, Archie. You can drink your way into the hospital. Jesus. Those were the days. Dalton, Illinois. Mr. We could use a man like Herbert Kevin Pollack. Thank you, Hans. Thank you. Hans got it for us. Thank you, sir. Oh, the actor? Yep. So we could use a man like Herbert Hoover again. 
Well, <laughs> all right. See you, Council. Council, thank you, guys. Ciao, see you at the airport. A la aeropuerto.